Welcome back from uh, Earth Day, Brando. Well, thanks. It's great to be back. You know, waking up Saturday morning, it was quite the treacherous sky. I think it's an omen for what we have ahead of us for the year. So I'm just going to put that out there now. Uh, we've we've had a couple of episodes with old King Neptune. <laughs> King Neptune. Giving us the stink guy, you know, uh, on these last couple of dives we've wanted to do. Is that really King Neptune? I think it's more Mother Nature. Mother Nature was not nice. <laughs> Mother, Don't fool with Mother Nature. Well, King Neptune, we're easy, you know, laid back, easy going guys. It's all y'all females that seem to have a stick up your ass about us picking up trash. <laughs> Hell hath no fury like uh, Mother Nature score. Well, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. People, you're here with Earth Day Cleanup Jamesy. <laughs> and I'll be a filmer of Earth Day Cleaning Up or, or photographer of. It was pretty funny. We had, uh, we had old Nick in there picking up trash and just the two of us with cameras <laughs> swimming around him in circles <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> Which I like it. That's how that's how these dives should be. We got, would you uh, uh, it, it, would you have appreciated that in your early stages of of diving to have you know two instructor guys with cameras swimming around? Yeah, you know, critical oh, of your yeah your yeah like back in the day like pitch, a, yaw and balance underwater. <laughs> now old Nick was a good sport, traveled all that way, hung with us. Everybody bailed. Yeah, so the Dive Into Earth Day event started out with just hellacious weather. I mean, we had 30-mile-an-hour winds coming in from the east, and those of you around the world listening, the location that we were at, which is just north of Alpena, Michigan, on Lake Huron at Rockport State Park, is right on the eastern coast of Upper Michigan. So we got all of Lake Huron kind of blowing right into where we were doing this dive. And it was raining and thunderstorms and lightning and gray skies, cold. The weather took a real nasty dip cold. But about an hour, hour and a half after our start time. So although the, the event officially got canceled because the weather was so bad and, and already a lot of the divers were sending me messages and, and dropping out. But uh, by the time the three of us that were up there diving, you know, got in the water, the weather wasn't too bad other than still being windy. The old uh, wind and lightning and rain subsided. So the place that we were... Rockport State Park Recreation Area was Michigan's 100th state park. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Does that make it 
So, like, if you're 99, you're, you're shit. You're just a shit old state park. But if you're 100... The 100th state park. Somebody's going to say something. Deal. Hey, everybody, stand up. Stand up for this guy. He's the 100th. Yeah, over 4,000 acres of land are protected up there on the coast of good old Rockport, which is literally what it sounds like. It's a port, and its only inhabitants are rocks. <laughs> Hence the name, yes. It's an ancient Native American name, Rockport. It means port with rocks. rocks. Yeah, it's definitely an off-the-beaten-path site. Like, as you're going up Highway 23, which is that uh, beautiful coastal highway of going up northern Michigan's eastern side, you you jump off on a little side road and you take that, you know, a couple of miles in to the coast, and it's just a dirt road that gets us out to this cool little uh, harbor, state park, where you can launch a boat and do some diving up and uh, out off of the Great Lakes out into uh, Lake Huron there. Or this happens to be a very popular spot for the kids in the summertime, jumping in off the old pier that's there. Kind of uh, weathered and beaten down nowadays. Yeah, just wooden but pilings everywhere. Yeah, but it's a you know a relatively you know deep water site for somebody uh, showing up to go swimming, and it's twenty feet or so right off the edge of that pier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't uh, isn't that one of the places like uh, Steph will uh, do open water kind of thing training? Yeah, it's a popular spot up there in that Alpena area for doing open water training dives. For that very reason, it's a it's a relatively easy place to get in and out of the water, and then it's a perfect depth for doing you know introductory right. certification dives. It's protected. It's not you know it's not too rough. Even when it was rough out on the uh, big water, our little place we were at, our little harbor type place, uh, was pretty pretty calm for the most part. A little bit of surge, but not too bad. Yeah, that little part of the area of of that pier makes for a pretty nice protection. The other side of it was getting hit pretty hard, and that side has a has a nice stairway walking down into the water. Uh, then you got a little rocky traverse a little bit until uh, you fall over the edge. But where we went in was a little bit harder to kind of walk down a hill to get into the water. But made for a much easier actual water entry. Yeah, walking in because anywhere else was just getting you could have been surfing anywhere else. So getting in with all that gear that we had, the cameras definitely needed an easy place so that we weren't breaking any ankles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to search for it a little bit, but we found it. Found an entry. And just a little info about Rockport state recreation area there are miles of hiking biking and equestrian trails up there there's some old sinkholes you know being that this is limestone country up there brando you know the the Mm -hmm. ground is also a a karst environment not 
completely different than what we experienced down in the that northern Florida cave diving karst in many ways, right? Right. Oh, yeah, that's big karst country. I mean, there's a lot of uh, limestone quarrying going on there in that area of Michigan. You know, I, I like a little limestone in my gin and tonic. So I'm always... <laughs> I'm always happy to head up to Rockport. There are some sinkholes inland, which you can uh, look up some info on caves.org. There's a website that talks about some of those sinkholes up there. And then there's also the the in, like out in Lake Huron, there's a few of those sinkholes that have have collapsed through. It's kind of a unique area in that, you know, it's got that groundwater that, that runs out into those sinkholes out in big lake huron creating this saltwater sulfuric zone that that you know the scientists are have been studying quite extensively these is last is it sulfuric is there sulfuric yeah. uh, sulfur there sulfur yeah yeah sulfuric There's sulfur a- is the most sulfuric of all sulfurs <laughs> by the way <laughs> there's a dynamic sulfuric <laughs> if you want to get scientific about it yeah Interesting. But there's uh, there's also a whole bunch of fossils up in this area, which is really what one of the real popular attractions are to this area, is this whole area was under the sea. Back under the in, sea, you know, man. Under the sea, you know, a, a couple hundred million years ago during the Devonian period. And there's all kinds of rocks with corals and early prehistoric fishes that, that you can bust up and break. And in fact, there was a Boy Scout troop up there when we actually got out of the water that that's what they were up there doing, breaking rocks and looking for fossils. Oh, wow. So yeah, Brando, this Devonian era was known as the age of the fishes. Did you know that? Um, a little bit. Yes, I did know that. Like this is this is the era when like the, the, the fish started uh, you know evolving and strengthening their strong pectoral and pelvic fins and uh, were adapting to be able to walk on land well there was a lot of fish uh, workout shows on at the time so I think there was there was fish 90x did you ever Tony Horton the fish I, called Tony I Horton? remember <laughs> I remember uh, eight minute dorsal spine oh. <laughs> You didn't. Do you remember Yoga for Fish, <laughs> starring Old Gil McCarthy? Um. Hey. In addition, there's that huge mountain of limestone. That's a you know a popular little hike up to the top of that Mount Limestone Rock. There's a couple of cool beaches, like the the, the soft, gravelly, rocky beach that we were at. Yeah. You know, um, this area of Michigan, you know, as you get a little bit further north on the lower peninsula there, on the particularly on the eastern side, is a bit rocky. <clears throat> Not like that beautiful western coast, which is all just soft, beautiful sand for the most part. This area is a bit rocky, but still a cool little beach area. Home to a bunch of bats and snakes. Remember when they were talking about the snakes about that uh, snakes get in the water down man. there? Yeah, yeah. You got to like it. Snakes and bats? So far, I'm digging it. And because it's so many miles off of the, 
the highway and it's a pretty lonely part of the stretch of the highway anyways and there's really there's so much protected land right like over 4,000 acres. This is also a dark sky preserve area for stargazing at night. You get a lot of people come out here to Rockport to get the view of just being in that super, super dark area of northern Michigan. Yeah. Really see those constellations. Yeah, very pretty. Very pretty. Hey, you didn't, uh, you know, I'm reading a little bit about the fossil digs up there. They got a couple spots for fossil digs. But you didn't talk about old Paleo Joe. You forgot I about did old not. Paleo Joe. He's a local legend, I imagine, for uh, digging digging up fossils. So if you go up to that area, you want to find fossils. They, they say check out that museum first. The um, what is that? The Bessemer. Uh, the, the Besser Natural Area. Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a museum that'll give you a little lowdown on the fossils and the what's to be found in the area and the history, uh, the geological history of that area. Um, but they have two fossil parks, and Old Paleo Joe seems to be like a guided uh, archaeologist for that area. So check out Paleo Joe next time you're in Rockport. But if you head up there, you can do some really amazing hiking. Uh, I mean, it's rocky, obviously. Um, uneven, sharp rocks. You got to wear some good shoes. It's very. It's a very rustic state park. It's not a full facility place. I mean, uh, a couple of vault toilets maybe is, is the extent of the amenities that they have up there. But, I mean, it's good, traditional, old, natural northern Michigan it's rocky, you say. It is rocky. It's rocky, I think. And they called it Rockport. Interesting. They uh, you can you can climb. It's not like Greenland cl- and Iceland, right? No, it's true to the name, not opposite oh, of the okay. names. Nice. But the you know the rock pile is huge that you can climb up and over, and you've got a beautiful view if you make it to the top of that rock pile of the whole Rockport Marina area, and then just the big, beautiful blue of Lake Huron there. Just this blue as far as your eyes can see. It's a hefty little climb, I think, James. I mean, it, 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 I think there's a little trail you might be able to go up that has it packed down a little bit. But if you just go up, you know, pick a side and start running up the gravel, I think you're going to you're going to get a workout there. It's almost, I think it's almost, maybe even worse than climbing the dunes there in the western part of Michigan, the western side of the state. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big hill, no doubt about it. And that, those rocks just fall out underneath you as you keep, keep humping up that hill. Right, that's the, it's not so much the height, it's that you lose right. with every two-foot step, you lose a foot and a half. Right. You take two feet, you only gain about six inches of actual travel. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's that's the issue of it. And that's what makes it so awesome. <laughs> you could be climbing up that hill all day. <laughs> now, the there's trails that will take you out. I mean, there's a, a, a six-mile loop of rugged terrain, but it it goes out to some fabled. I've never been to them. I'm I'm interested in trying some fabled crystal clear watered sinkholes. 
that I know some some divers have tried to explore in the past and said that they really never got to a bottom. They got down to about 80 feet in one of them, one of the big ones. And then it just goes into just a really soft bottom that they never really hit anything official. But to get out there is, I mean, you're not just going to walk your dive gear out. Right. I mean, it's, and then when you get to this main sinkhole, it's protected by poison ivy everywhere. Perfect. And then very difficult edge to just get down to the water. It is uh, definitely of the hearty explorer who would want to go and give this a try. But I'd, I'd be up for it. I think it'd be fun to go check out. But it would definitely be a full day event just just getting out to the water and back. Yeah, and again, we, we should throw out the old um, snake warning. There's a lot of snakes there. And if you're not digging snakes... Beware. <laughs> Beware. You're gonna you are going to encounter snakes when you go there. And right out from the old pier, there is an old shipwreck too. Shipwreck of the Portland. So if you are out there to go diving, like we were diving, and you're in the Lake Huron side, go get ready for some fun. Get ready, which may, which maybe maybe we should talk a little bit about the dive that we were doing. Yeah, for the for the diving listeners out there, Brando. Yeah, well, that is part of our title. So we did a about a forty minute dive. In I had thirty nine degree water. I had forty one when I looked. I didn't look the whole time, but. And I haven't looked at it since we got out of the water. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's coming off winter. It's to be expected. Great yeah. Lakes, 40-degree water. But, I mean, to, to do the dive that we did, easily bearable for for anybody who's a Michigan diver and used to some relatively colder water. I mean, you, you could easily get in and do a 20, 30-minute dive. If you're going to go up there and do a cleanup like we did, you know, in the future, if, if anybody's going to join us. And pretty tolerable. Get out and uh, you're in in the parking lot. You can easily, you know, plenty of places, you know, picnic areas to take off your gear and warm back up. And Yeah, and the water, we, vi, Viz was pretty decent, too. You know, especially considering the uh, wave action and whatnot a little bit out in the water, you know. From where we were, it was still bringing in a little bit of sand, but Viz was decent. Yeah, I'd say uh, close to twenty feet of visibility. Oh, so least, no, yeah, no, nothing like you're going to have if you were out in Lake Huron. The lake, right? You know, you, you get out, you know, a couple hundred feet or you know a mile offshore. Obviously, there you're going to be in crystal clear Lake Huron water, but here, just because it's the soft, soft bottom. The the waves coming in, yeah, so it's a bit stirred up. Right. But 20 feet for what we were doing, you know, digging around looking for, for litter and plastic litter uh, in the area, it was perfect. Yeah, and I imagine if the water was nicer, in the sense of if the weather was better, we had calm water, uh, this would have been even better. So, Yeah, c- completely. So that was kind of cool, and... 
again, the underwater environment is is uh, is made up of, of course, you got like the rocky, pebbly beach area, but then you've got the the old marina there, the old dock, all those pilings make for kind of cool cool shots if you're doing photography. Yeah, the the old pilings around the old pier. That's a pretty cool sight in the water. Right. Yeah, you know, it makes for a real pretty backdrop. Right, looking up with the sun coming through them. It's nice. Yeah, it's cool, yeah. cool little shot. Nice little dive. Hunting and for trash. A, yeah, it was a great way to to start off the Great Lakes diving season. Because it's not very often that you're going to get a dive in the Great Lakes in April. Yeah, not by the usual uh, dive charters. Nobody's in the water till you know, mid to late May kind of thing. Right, and and some years, like we had a couple years ago, we we still had plenty of ice. Yeah, on on Lake Huron in April. Yeah, they. Um, I think we were a little more fortunate this year. We had a couple of those, you know, really warm days come through. I was hoping it was going to be a really warm day up there for us when I had, you know, I had perused the weather reports earlier in the week uh, that we may have in the 70s, 80s kind of thing, topside. But uh, I think I think we were about 30 miles shy of that, maybe 40 miles shy of that. Like you, you head south 40 miles or so and boom, 70 degrees. Right, right. So that that storm that came across northern Michigan brought with it some really, really cold weather. And there were a few people that had canceled on me the day before. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> let's let's call them out right now. Get, let's dox them. <laughs> oh, they know who they are. They they chose to stay south and go a little <laughs> bit further south to do a dive in 80-degree water oh, you uh, son of <clears throat> instead of joining us up in northern Michigan in the 45-degree weather. Well, I hope they at least picked up some trash where they were. I, I hope they did, too. Yeah, I felt a little bad for, uh, for Megan and the group trying to get the Earth Day festivities going and it's a big decision to make, but when you're looking out, since 6 a.m., it's been lightning, thunder, high winds, and down to downpour, torrential downpours. Uh, it was probably the wise move to say, uh, we'll call it. Yeah, so although it was officially canceled, there were still, you know, a, a group of people that came up to where we were that showed up anyways, that uh, had already made a couple-hour trip. And uh, we're still hardy enough to say, well, hey, we're, we've come all this way anyways. We might as well do something. And hit a couple of areas around that Alpena area and a couple of the parks, a couple of the shorelines. We, you know, the three of us did a shoreline cleanup where each of us got, you know, full bags of, of litter scattered all over in addition to doing the cleanup that we did underwater at the park. So despite the weather, you know, taking a turn and getting in the way, you know, we still got, you know, a couple thousand pieces of plastic added to that total that Great Lakes Great Responsibility has been keeping track of. Nice. 
as we are on our quest to remove one million pieces of plastic? Plastic or trash? Um, officially, one million pieces of litter from the Great Lakes right. Basin is what we're trying to go for, and we're we're at almost a hundred and thirty thousand right now. Oh, not bad. So well on our way. But I tell you, driving home and then uh, driving around running some errands yesterday, I, I hit a couple of these spots near the highway and, and near you know you know my main road. That it's it's just astounding. I mean, we could do what we did on Saturday. It could be a full time job of well, of course, pick, picking up plastic and trash and bags blown all all over the place. I mean, you hit some of those areas along the highway. It's just you know when you do an event like what we did, it opens your eyes to to start seeing trash that you. So many people are have just learned to filter out of their eyesight. You know, you just walk right on past it and, and start to not even notice it anymore. But when you do an event like this and you're you're looking for the stuff and then all of a sudden it's just, it's more difficult not to see trash. Yeah. You know, then you start to really see it. Wow, it's just astounding. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no end to it. So, <laughs> so you, you can just keep picking it up. Yeah. And some places are really terrible. You're right. I think it's, you know, where like the wind catches, you know, blows the trash into like a grove of trees or something and then it isn't going any further kind of place. But right, because those end up and that's what I mean. I mean, when I uh, when I leave my house and turn up Haggerty Road there, you get up near Pontiac Trail and man, it's just. Yeah. All that that tree line creates a, a filter for that wind blowing across that area, and man, it's just it's thick, thick mm-hmm. with litter. It's um, it's a little heartbreaking at times. Well, we got to do something, man. Well, luckily, yes, we're on that quest for cleaning up the shorelines of our Great Lake State. Maybe we can ship the garbage to Ohio. What do you think? <laughs> Great idea. Great. See if see if we can sell it to them. Uh, but there is, I, I, I guess maybe I should say that there are a couple of upcoming events, you know, in you know the next month that people might be interested in. Uh, the weekend of April thirtieth, when this show is being released, there's going to be another cleanup down at Sterling State Park down in Monroe, Michigan. And then we've got one up in Marquette, up on the Lake Superior Coast, May 14th at Founders Landing. And then there's going to be a, a, an Osable Watershed slash Lake Huron cleanup in Oscoda, Michigan, the weekend of May 6th. Hmm. So you can go to the Great Lakes Great Responsibility website, which is greatlakeslove.org. And uh, check out and make an RSVP for attending one of those events. Nice. And will they be doing a, a little diving portion in each one of those? Those are don't have any official diving okay. parts set up to them. Who's but in I charge suppose, of getting that diving done? Who's that? But I so uh, that would be me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's my part. 
Uh, but uh, I will be down in Florida, unfortunately, for the April 30th event down at Sterling State Park. But I suppose any any divers could show up and, and lend their part if they're interested. It doesn't have to be an official diving event. And as we know from what we've seen, in a, in a coastal water like that, where the real collection takes place is on that shoreline. Right. Yeah, that's where all that's where all that stuff's getting trapped in the 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 trees and the the shoreline and right. all the, that that plastic builds up and collects there. So that's where all the hard work is done anyway. So I I guess we could wrap this show up here a little bit, Brando. You know, uh, we don't want to get too preachy to everybody about you know Trash. being you know. Being Great Lakes, great eco warriors that we are, uh, yes, you know, we're not uh, patting ourselves on the back too hard. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We, but we no. did want to, you know, give a little bit of a shout out to the people that are really making a, a big push mm-hmm. to to do something great like this. So we we definitely wanted to give Meg and Great Lakes Great Responsibility some attention that. Uh, Anybody can be part of and get out there and help this challenge of removing one million pieces of trash from the Great Lakes area basin. How old is uh, Great Lakes Great Responsibility before we go? Uh, just a couple years now. I think this is yeah. uh, the second second official full year. This is something, you know, Meg's been part of uh, some stewardship in and around northern Michigan for a while. And this is right. like a, a dream that she had to do something on her own, and she's doing a, a fantastic job. So, Yes, absolutely. Tip of the hat to old Meg. I shouldn't say old Meg. Meg's pretty young. So, uh, Tip of the hat to re- young Meg. Renewing my faith in the youth taking over for us as we, we approach our exodus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Meg Schwartz, no relation to me, but... Meg Schwartz is the person who who started this and is doing a fantastic job of organizing these cleanups in the Great Lakes. Uh, and go ahead, get get to the is it Great Lakes Great Responsibility dot com or dot org? Uh, well, the the official website is Great Lakes Love dot org. Great Lakes Love. But if you you know if you Google Great Lakes Great Responsibility, you'll get to it. Great Lakes Love, I thought, was like a, a, a match matching site for singles. Um, it is. We they, have a they, fetish they, for the Great Lakes. They they meet up <laughs> at state recreational areas with rustic campgrounds. Yes. <laughs> You've got a fetish for picking up trash. Great Lakes Love is your site. But, uh, no, great, can't say enough about the organization and what Meg is doing and... Um, hopefully we get a few folks listening uh, to at least get involved in a couple of the, the pickups, the, the cleanups, I should say. If not this year, come with us next year to Rockport again. Alpena, even, which we should you should mention Alpena. You know, an, an event like this, what, what really makes it great is, you know, this is a, a spot in the Great Lakes area that most people just don't know about. Because it is way off the beaten path. So this is a, a great way to, to get a chance to see areas of this state that a lot of people, a lot of divers never get to experience. So it, it's a great dive to get in, a cool one. That whole coast, as you're going up the coast, there's a, you know, it, it's all part of that NOAA National Marine Sanctuary uh, officially. So, and there's a bunch of cool little shipwrecks, you know, that we've done a, cool, uh, you know, a few of them 
like that um, Shamrock that we did last year. Oh, right off the shore, uh, right, yeah. Right. There's the Fay that our good friend Stephanie from the sanctuary took the people from the Viking cruises out to, to see the, the, the shipwreck of the Fay. You know, a couple, uh, a few miles north of even where we were. Right. And shout out to all those uh, cool scientists that we got to meet. Yes. That are going to be part of this new scientific expedition cruise in the Great Lakes. It's starting up this this year. This Pretty next, ama- is it next week or the week after? Yeah, the first one I think is officially next week. Which is awesome, amazing. Uh, it was great to talk to these folks and get a lowdown of what really the, this this Viking scientific cruise is about. Um, really nice to meet up with them and Alpina. And, of course, Stephanie was their guide, basically, their POC for Alpina, which is uh, the town's just looking great. And I have to say that's got to be a lot, in part, a lot due to Stephanie's efforts. Uh, you know, not only is she a marine archaeologist for the NOAA Museum there, which is, if you ever get the chance, go to. But she's uh, she's just like an ambassador for Alpina. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's a traditional cruise ship in in a way, you know, one of the small ships. I want to say that they were talking like a like a three hundred foot, you know, cruise ship. So yeah, not like a of, giant. Yeah, third of the yeah, size of the ocean going jobbers. Right. There's no uh, slide. A, there's no water slide on it. People. There's no putt putt on it. Yes. There. There's no uh, lazy river on it. It's a uh, and, and and like they were describing, it's more of a working scientific cruise. Not a drunken Carlos and Charlie's right. senior frogs margarita cruise. It's thinking, not drinking. Yes, yeah, yeah. So very cool stuff. We need to start one that is thinking and drinking. How's that? <laughs> well, hey everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed these last couple of episodes about our Earth Day event. Uh, we will get back to our regularly scheduled Great Dive podcast, scuba <laughs> hilarity and antics next week. Um, thanks for putting up with us for a couple of shows about doing your part. As we've always said, Brando, you know, we're, we're a show that uh, we're going to always keep the people guessing. So they never really, really know what to expect, you know. We're the Forrest Gump of dive podcasts because you never know what you're going to get. That's why Mama always told me that. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. So we needed to take a little bit of time and talk about uh, and remind you, the listener, and also I think ourselves, that it, it's good every now and again to to stop, take a deep breath, look around, and try to Smell do a little plastic. bit of good. Yeah, yeah. Smell <laughs> the plastic. Try to do a little bit of good out there once in a while and uh, do our part to clean up this beautiful area that we call home yeah or at least raise awareness of it that it's the beginning and then hopefully more people take part yeah for sure hopefully uh, we see more of you out next year all right everybody till next week do, do your you goddamn your, part do, do you remember i do you remember I was your just tagline? trying to think the what was the uh, other tagline uh stay classy no, San Diego. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> God damn it. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Same. Oh, same dive. dive time. Same dive channel. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Don't you go change it.